Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm Dennis McEntee, here again with my lovely wife, Lisa. Hello. We're back. Hey, um, Lisa, I'm real excited about um, dramafreeresults.com. We're seeing a lot of uh, good interaction and all those things. So if you uh, if you want more focus, get out of the drama of overwhelm. It's there. It's a resource for you. Drama Free Results is free. There's no obligation, it, and it'll only take you three, five minutes um, to just listen through it, do a couple exercises, just to make your day better, um, and those build through the course of five days. So to make today better, and then you can make tomorrow better, and then you make make the next day better. And if you keep going through and making each day a little bit better, you know, your life is going to be so much better. You know, because your life is just a collection of days. Hmm. So if you make one day, it's almost like make the perfect day and then duplicate it over. Just do that over and again, 365. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, I'm real excited today. We've got a guest on with us. It's not just you and I, but Brad Stevenson is in the living room from Newcastle Lawn and Landscape. Brad, welcome to our living room. Here you are. It's a beautiful living room, Dennis and Lisa. Thanks for uh, for bringing me on board here. And and I'm sitting on the the love seat, so just hanging out. (laughs) Just so you know, we're all making believe because we're all doing this by Zoom during the uh, during the the end of the pandemic. But uh, you know, we're making stuff work. Yeah, but it feels like a living room. I mean, Brad, Brad, Brad is a good friend, and it feels like home. Yeah, so it's good to see your face. <laughs> It's good to see you guys too. I mean, you guys are all like my parents. Well, wait, no, you're not that old. We are not, not that old. old. Hey, hey, now. <laughs> no, I, I, I always love it when clients become friends. Yeah. You know, that that is probably like the biggest joy um, of my life. And I've known Brad for quite a while. And we thought it'd be fun to start bring Brad on and have him talk about his organization because he's a great team builder. He's a great leader. He's a great people builder. And um, he's been through a lot of drama. So what are some of the what's some of the drama that you've been through, Brad? Yeah, I guess the biggest thing for me, you know, through the years and Dennis and Lisa, I've known you for gosh, over 10 years, Dennis, I've been working with you for over 10 years. You know, you brought the the drama triangle and how to stay out of it. And when you brought it to us, I was like, "Ah, what's this all about? But started realizing a lot of people that we had in our company at that point just weren't good fits. And it was it was a fault of mine. I was trying to I was trying to help too many people. And some people just weren't weren't the right people on the bus. And that was the biggest lesson I learned at, at first is to make sure you have the right people on the bus and you're going in the right direction. Because if you don't, the drama will just, no matter what you do, the drama will just take over your company and you'll go nowhere. Um, so that was that was huge for me initially when I started working with you, Dennis. Well, Brett, kind of talk to us a little bit about um, this whole idea of being the rescuer. Well, uh, <laughs> well, you know, because I know you're still dealing with it a little bit, but just. Yeah, so so I like to solve problems. Um, you know, that's how I get a lot of my joy. or lots, That's how I used to get a lot of my joy until Dennis uh, pretty much slapped me in the face and said, stop rescuing people. Uh, basically, I would just go in and fix everybody's problems. And nobody grew. Nobody learned. I was I, I became the bottleneck. Uh, I held everybody back because I was answering everybody's questions, figuring out everybody's problems. Just they were always come to me. And I always say to Dennis, you know, why is why does everybody have to come to me? You know, why? Why? Why are they calling me? 
Well, it's because I was a rescuer. I was always trying to get them out of jams and I never allowed them to experience it. You know, when I look back on my life, all the things I've learned are through mistakes and I didn't allow them to make those mistakes. So they never grew and I, but I did. So I was on this Island with nobody around me. I had no team. I had nobody. It was just me. And it's a pretty lonely, lonely place. That's pretty difficult when you know the answer, you have the answer and they don't know the answer. So you're like, well, here, let's just take care of it. It actually just happened today. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was funny. I just a small story here. We're at the hotel doing this bee garden and I'm helping out with blowing uh, soil into pots. And Lewis was up, up top or coming out of a parking garage and, and going out of you know, a mulch blower with a tube. So I'm holding the mulch blower. There's two, two lines and it keeps getting clogged up. And I know in my head that we can take one of those sections off. We have enough, enough line just with one instead of two. And I said something to Lewis. They said, no, no, we can't do that. So I just left it go. It kept getting clogged up. Finally, we took the hose, the, the second one off, and we had enough hose with the first one to fill up the pots, and it didn't get clogged. So I basically wasted, it wasn't a waste, but we wasted two hours of time with clogs and a hose because I did pull back and let my guys kind of figure out, okay, we only need one hose instead of two. <laughs> so, so you actually wasted more time. Instead of you thought you were going to save more time, you actually wasted more time. Pretty much, yeah. And it, I tell you, I was just sitting there. I was, <laughs> I was biting my tongue, and it's hard sometimes because I've been, I've been through so much, especially in the industry I'm in. I know the answers, like I really do. But I know the answers. But as far as like putting like the rubber to the road, that's where things get a little messy, and that's why it's so cool with taking the drama out of Newcastle and building our team. We got. We have the best team, I swear, in any company. And I tell everybody this, like the people we have, we have the good people. They're all rowing in the right direction, going in the right direction. And they're taking ownership of, of you know, their, their responsibilities and, and their job. And I always tell my guys when I'm bringing and guys and girls, when I'm, I'm leading them and building them up, I always tell them there's a way out. There's always a way out. Drama comes in when you're backed up against a corner and you don't think there's a way out. That's when drama gets gets mucked up and everything. If you're if you're able to give your people the thought process of, hey, no matter what happens here, there's always there's there's a way out. It's not the end of the world. You can do this. Um, That's really helped me build people up and let them know and give them that uh, peace of mind that there is always a way out. It's awesome, Brad. So it, talk, talk to us about this, because I know you've dealt with this, and this will really help people, is the fact that you can't want it more for people than they want it themselves. Because <laughs> I know that's, that's an issue, not just you. Not you know, I, I've had that conversation with multiple clients, So, but you seem to kind of like overcome that hurdle. So it kind of helps you talk us through that experience. So my, um, my personality, I think everybody thinks like me. And uh, Thank God, nobody, not everybody thinks like me because we'd be a mess. So, but uh, I, you know, when I'm when I'm leading somebody, I see I see like the the five years down the line, I see what they their potential, and I'm like, like you got this, you know, you're you're right there, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get to this point, this point, and this point. 
but I don't realize that the people that I'm trying to get to like level 12 only want to get to level two and they're good at level two for like 10 years. And I'm ready to like speed race them up to level 12 in like a two year period and it doesn't work. And you have to be a special person and it, it usually doesn't work. And, but I, I want the best for my people. And I think that if I'm able to get them in that right spot, they will feel better about themselves. But the problem is they don't think like me. And I, it's hard for me to get past that, but they just don't. And everybody's different. And you just have to be careful with how much you want for someone. If they don't want to do it themselves and you're just trying to give them paths to make it easier, again, it's just like being the rescuer. You're, they're not going to learn. And even if they get up to that next level, they didn't experience all the problems down low that's going to get them through everything else to get to level 12. So that I've learned that through the years that I need to back off and not want something for somebody that if they don't want it themselves. That's really good. The, um, the foundation that is built as a result of going through the problems, figuring out the solution, having to, you know, pull up on your bootstraps and just grit, grit through it, that grit that's developed through that. You can't, you can't give that to someone else. They've got to, they have to develop it themselves to be able to get through to whatever they have coming up next. You know, Lisa, it's almost like if you kind of like Brad was saying, it's like if you shortcut things, you almost short circuit people's success, right? If you try to make it too easy for them, then they don't do the growth and the development and going through the obstacles. And Brad, we know you, you have been through tremendous obstacles just in your industry, just, just multiple things, but how have obstacles kind of helped you so it's, it's about personality and, and thought process. Whenever something bad happens to us. So in 2018, uh, we, we had, uh, we were in the mowing and landscaping industry. If you don't know people are listening, but uh, two weeks before the mowing season started uh, 25 of our H2B guys did not get across the border. So two weeks before the mowing season, we had nobody to mow. And most people probably would have called it quits and said, all right, I had enough. This is too much. But uh, that's usually when I get energized and I get excited about, you know, if there's issues like that, that I can solve problems like that's a big problem to solve. And I'm able to kind of get the whole team together and work on a solution and get through that tough time. 2018 was our worst year ever. We've been in business since 1994. That was our worst year ever. Our revenue was down $350,000 that year. That's basically how much we lost. But through that 2018, our leadership team formed. Our leadership team stuck together. We kept meeting on a weekly basis. I was out mowing. My operations manager was out mowing. All of us were mowing. It was a mess. And I'm not a good mower. I am horrible. They had me on the push mower, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I had to sit underneath trees just out of the sight of everybody else because I didn't want them to mock me. But I was, I was, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so, but through that, through 18, like we made 19, 20, those were our best years ever. And we, we wouldn't have made the changes in 19 and 20 if we didn't go through 18. And 18 also has helped us through the, the COVID thing too. Like it's, I love when problems occur. And everybody always says that when I was in the field and stuff, they always told me that I made mistakes on purpose. 
Because when you make mistakes and you show how much you care and really go back and fix them, that's how you're building a relationship with people. So I did a lot of mistakes and I fixed a lot of stuff. But that's, again, it's, it's about the mistakes you make. It's about the issues you go through and how you come together as a team. Man, you see who the, the real solid people are, and then that's who you grow off of. I like that. I like that statement that you made, just people knowing how much you care through the process. Because uh, nobody wants to feel used and nobody wants to feel like they're disposable. But when you truly allow the people around you or you allow your clients to, to know that you really do care about them, that makes all the difference and people will go through anything with you just because they know that you care and, and you've got their back no matter what. And, and that's one thing oh, Brad, that, that you do really well. So it just give us some, uh, you know, some ways to like really like showing care for your team. Cause I, I feel like that's one thing you're very good at. It's real simple. And it drives me nuts when I go to, to different companies, if I'm doing a coaching call or something and I'm just stopping in on a company and I'm, I see that the leader has his phone open. He got people coming in and talking to him. He's staring at his phone while somebody's talking to him and he's not paying attention to that person. Basically, I mean, that, that person is flesh and blood in front of you, you know, no matter what level they're at, they're, they're a person. So give them the respect no matter what level they're on and listen to them. Make eye contact, be quiet, like let them talk to you and then ask questions. You know, that, and that's, that's just one simple thing. And whenever I hear all the beeps and buzzers that people have and they're all over the place, it drives me nuts too because you're not focused on the people. If you're focused on the people, everything else is going to work out. Like focus on building the people, be a better person. You know, and, and instill that into your people and show them the way. Make sure that whatever you're speaking, you're living, because if you're not living it, nobody's going to follow you. You've got to live what you speak and what you tell. And you're there as a servant. You know, I we make breakfast. <laughs> Coop, my partner and I, we uh, we make breakfast you know, every so often. We're serving the guys like we're cooking. And if your servants mentality is through the roof. And people are going to run through brick walls for you because it's about them. It's not about you. It's about them and putting all the accolades, everything on them. It's not how great I am. It's how great they are. And just pass that down. Keep passing that down and building up that self-esteem. I'm telling you, like it, you don't want to, you don't want to lie to people. You got to be truthful and tell them truly what's what they're doing. Right. But the amount of confidence people get, and I see it. And I was just talking to Chrissy, one of our, our sales managers today. And, and she said, Brad, she said, the last two years, like have been tremendous for me. Like we always say that it was a family here at Newcastle. She said, it absolutely feels like a family now where I don't ever want to leave this company. And that's what you want. I mean, Chrissy's been with us for five years. She was worked through the, the hard times in 18. She got through it with us and she knows that we care. And it's not just care on a, on a, on a business level. It's care on a personal level too. Caring about like truly caring, like truly care, you know, like really care, not just fake care, really care. Something's going on in somebody's life. Like ask him about it. You know, see how you could help. You can't rescue them, but see how you can help show up at a funeral. If somebody passes away, like any, any of that stuff, show people that you care and they will run through brick walls for you. Yeah. 
That's um, that's a really good, that's a really good thing to hear. I think uh, I think we could use to work on that a little bit. Brad, I, I need you to talk more about that. Well, well, later later on, you just keep telling us, keep telling us how you do it, because because I think we could learn about learn from you on that. Hey, good news is we're all a work in progress, right? We're 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 all we're all a work in progress. Brad, this has been like really fun. So uh, I just want to encourage everybody: uh, if you're in the green industry or a service industry, and you need an expert to lean on and to talk to, reach out to Brad Stevenson because I will tell you he is a fantastic team builder and coach and consultant, and can really help give you strategies to kind of take your team to the next level. And he's a really fantastic guy too. So, so Brian, any last thoughts about um, that you just kind of want to leave us with before we kick you out of our living room and uh, send you back to work? Man, I just put the recliner up. I was, I was ready actually to, to take a snooze here, but uh, um, no, it's been fun, you know, working with you guys. And, you know, I think uh, if, if people don't work with me, just get with somebody. If you're, if you're working on your emotional intelligence uh, and you just don't feel like you're where you need to be, and the hot, the best leaders have a high EI. I mean, they are just through the roof as far as emotional intelligence. And it's tough sometimes in like the labor industry or the service industry to think that way. But emotional intelligence, like you've got to, you've got to work on it, whether it be books, a consultant, whatever, like get somebody that's going to give you some honest feedback. So then you can start really leading your people because you might think you're leading your people, but you're probably not if you're not truly caring about them. If you're just spouting off orders, micromanaging them, they're probably not going to run through brick walls and you, they'll probably end up quitting in two years. And that was one other thing, Dennis and Lisa, through COVID, nobody left our company. We have 65 employees. Nobody quit. Nobody quit. Wow. So that's saying something. It's not just me. It's everybody. The entire team has just been awesome. Uh, and again, it goes back to just caring for people. Uh, it's not just about the numbers. You're not just a matrix. You know, it's, that's not it. Like that, that, it's about people. Build people. That's awesome. That's really Brad. good. Brad, what are some of the best ways that you have found to raise your emotional intelligence? Um, for me, asking my wife, <laughs> okay. you know, what yeah. am I doing wrong? That's the, that's, that's, the, that's the big thing. You know, she'll, she'll tell me, but you know, De just working with Dennis has been huge. Um, it, it, just really listening to books. I'm always listening to audible books. They're always like self-help books too, but taking a back seat, like, again, just get that servant mentality. You're there to serve. I tell all my supervisors when they move up, your people are not working for you. You are working for them. And if you take that mentality into anything you do, you're serving the people around you. Like that, that, that's all you need to do. And then listen and listen and then respond to people. The what questions, not the why questions is another important one. But, you know, again, just listening, listen, put your phone down, turn off your computer, turn off any of the beeps and listen to somebody when they're talking to you. That's really good. Um, so top three books that you would recommend either that you're currently reading or that you've read previously. Well, Dennis's book, of course, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the drama. Good answer. Good answer. That was a good one. 
Um, leadership, leadership and self-deception is the, one of the best ones I've read. Des, you gave that to me last quarter. Man, that was a game changer for me. Uh, I didn't realize how much I affect, especially home life, how much I affected my whole family because, you know, I'm helping everybody here, you know, building teams, 65 employees. I think I'm, I'm top of the world. I go home and the dishes aren't done. And I'm like, why aren't the dishes done? Tanya, couldn't you just do the dishes? And then we're, we're fighting back and forth. The kids are crying. Dogs are barking. It's a, it's a hot mess. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. What, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, well, Dennis, as soon as I read that book, I called you and I said, Dennis, man, I'm an a-hole. I, I am a jerk. <laughs> and you're like, at least you know it. And I'm like, yes, at least I know it. Uh, but that has changed my whole relationship with my wife. You know, my wife wow. gave me a, pedi a pedicure two days ago. Yeah, out of the blue. Game changer. Game changer. <laughs> uh, so that's a really good book. And um, Extreme Ownership's a good one, too. Uh, that one we have a lot of our managers and stuff read. Um, I mean, those are the two top ones. Obviously, there's other ones. Miracle Morning was a good one, too. You know, I think that's a good short read. It gets you, gets you kind of set up for the morning. I still do the, the same routine, glass of water, you know, meditating, praying, and then looking at some uh, some positive things that happened the day before. And really, Dennis, through our group that we're in, Donna and I are still doing, uh, you know, our three top things we need to do for the day. And then all of our wins from the day before. And then some of my coaching clients, too, I'm doing it with. And it's it's been awesome. That's, that's fantastic. And if you're not in the mastermind group, I've been a part of our mastermind group for the last couple of years. Um, you know, get, get a part of a group. We just want to encourage you. If you need some resources for groups, um, just reach out to us and we've got that available. Lisa, any any last parting questions, ideas, thoughts? No, I, I love it. I If I would have to sum up what I've heard you say, Brad, it's really care for people. And, and knowing you, you're not just saying that, you actually live it. I mean, you really do. You would, if we called you at a moment's notice, we know you would be there because um, you really do care for people. And that's it's a good reminder. I think we all need to hear that. Yeah, awesome. Brad, thank you for being here with us. We really appreciate, appreciate your expertise and just who you are. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yep. Okay. And listen, join us next time on the Drama for Living podcast.